well, yes, you have to listen to me one more week. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Well, three weeks ago, you know we talked about angels. The reality of angels, the fairy tale side of angels, the fact that I had to be Face the fact that when I went to be with Jesus, I wouldn't be sitting on a cloud eating bagels and cream cheese, and it's very devastating to me, but I've got over it. And, and then last week, we learned to move on and to find the joy and the peace of having Jesus Christ in our lives, and how amazing that is, and that we need to forget about ourselves and love others and love God. And that was a good lesson. Today, I'm going to talk to you about prayer and praise. And our scripture is from Acts 16, 25, 26. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's hands were loosed. So in this scripture, we have an account of prayer to God that caused things to be shaken and doors to open. In fact, in this case, all doors were open and everyone's hands were loosed. Do you realize how powerful your prayer and praise are? Prayer and praise are spiritual weapons. Now, life is a mixture of pleasant days and painful days, up days and down days, happy days, crying days. Perhaps you're saying right now, today's one of those days, I don't know if I should have got out of bed. It may be one of those days when there's a hint Things aren't going well, or perhaps you're having a fabulous day. But maybe you had a bad day this week, a day when one bad thing after another seems to hit you, one of those days when you just want to run away and hide from everyone. We have all had them, and if you haven't, I hate to tell you, you will sooner or later. For Paul and Silas, It was one of those days. Actually, it had been a few days. They were missionary partners on a mission journey through Greece in the area of Philippi, and things seemed to be going pretty good. However, one day things took a very bad turn. Young fortune tellers started following them and declaring these men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. Well, at first, it was okay. It was kind of like free advertising. But she kept at it for days and days and days until she got on Paul's nerves. Have you ever had anybody get on your nerves? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You want it to Stop. Anyway, Paul had had enough of her, so he cast out her demonic fortune-telling spirit, and now he was in trouble. They were in trouble because she was owned by 
influential men who made a lot of money off of her fortune telling. And they were angry with Paul. And they seized both Paul and Silas and they dragged them to the marketplace. And they suddenly were having a really, really bad day. They were brought before a makeshift court. They were stripped, they were beaten, and thrown into prison, and their feet were fastened to stocks. What a bad day they were having. Now I ask you, you ever had a bad day when things go from bad to worse? Paul and Silas show us how to handle a day like that. The scripture tells us that about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. So the victory to come overcoming bad days comes down to a simple equation. Prayer plus praise equals deliverance. Prayer plus praise equals deliverance. So you start with a simple prayer. Call upon the name of the Lord, and you have a one-on-one with them. There's a hymn that says, and I don't think I'm really familiar with this hymn. Maybe some of you are. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. And he's always there for us. In John 10, 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Matthew eleven forty, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, saith the Lord. You ever told someone or even yourself, take it easy on yourself? You know, some of us are very hard on ourselves. And as Christians, we need to say once in a while, take it easy on yourself. Have you ever been in a situation that was so stressful You didn't know where to turn? I'm here to tell you, give your burdens to Jesus. He's already paid the price. Sometimes our bad days are simply bad days because we have forgot to take it to the Lord in prayer. A man named Joseph Scrivens became keenly aware of the power of prayer His fiancée drowned the night before their wedding. Soon after that, his mother was very ill, and he wrote a poem, which is now a hymn we all know well, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. In the first verse, he expresses an ironic truth. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Prayer is an open line to God's presence. God is always with us, watching and hearing us and loving us. So how do you turn a bad day around? Pray and continue with praise. After Paul and Silas had prayed, they began to sing hymns of praise to God, and they continued to speak the language of faith. Prayer 
plus praise equals deliverance. Praise is the language of faith, and it takes faith to praise God. It takes faith to praise God for blessings when all around you doesn't look like the Lord has done anything sometimes. Once we've prayed and put our problem in God's hands, what else is there to do but praise him? What else? To do anything less is to suggest that either God didn't hear or God just doesn't care, and we all know that isn't true. If you believe he hears, you know he cares, and praise him. Scripture says that as Paul and Silas sang, the doors, the prison shook, the doors opened, and they were delivered. And that was a pretty good day. God was working all things together for their good. I want to look at three points to the story. Number one, the pain of the prison experience. Let's look at the pain of the prison experience. They were severely beaten. When the prison experiences of life come to us, they tend to beat us down and often leave us in distress. So often we ask, why? Why, God? Well, the answer might be, why not? Why not? We pass through life, we can all expect our share of difficulty, trouble, and pain. God has never said we won't have that. We tend to forget that the trials of life are God's chosen method for developing us into the image of his son. James writes that we should consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. God's way of testing our faith and developing perseverance and wisdom. It is God's way of making us more like Jesus. Number two, look at the praise in their prison experience. We may wonder how anyone could experience joy in such circumstances. Thrown into jail. Feet in stocks, unable to move, damp, dark, dingy, horrid place. I don't believe they waited till midnight to start praising. I think they did it till midnight and beyond. Don't wait till midnight to start talking to God. Do it while the sun is out. Do it all day. Do it while you're driving. Do it while you're walking. Do it while you're doing the dishes. Do it while you're cleaning. Talk to God. He's always there. I love the way these men handled their situation. Instead of pouting, they prayed. They gave their burden to the Lord. A valuable lesson for us. When we're having bad days, feeling we are in lockdown and we need to call upon the Lord, we need to learn that prayer should be our first move, our first resort, prayer, talking to God. If we resort to prayer, then we don't resort to worry. 
One of the best ways to overcome our pain is to praise God. We see this example set for us by Job, and you all know the story of Job. He lost everything, his house, his health, all of his children at once, all of them. Kills people if they lose one child. Can you imagine losing all of your children, everything, his wealth, everything? He lost everything. And he just kept sacrificing to the Lord. And anybody can praise the Lord and be happy when all is well in their lives, but it takes massive, massive faith to praise his name when the bottom falls out from under you. And we see that kind of faith in Job. So we've looked at the pain of the prison experience, and we've looked at the praise of the prison experience. And now let's look at number three, the product of the prison experience. So here they are, these two old boys. They weren't young. These two old boys beaten to a bloody pulp, locked in the nastiest place imaginable, with their feet locked in stocks, which forced them to sit in the mire and the muck of this prison, and still they are able to praise the Lord. Would our faith be that strong? Wow. Would we praise the Lord in that situation? That's only for you to answer. Folks, the world is watching us as we go through the prison experiences of life. They could care less about your joy when things are going well, but just let tragedy come into your life, and they are all eyes and ears. They want to see if what you have is real. In the valley, they see if it's as real in the valley as it is on the mountain. There's no greater testimony to the grace of God than a saint who can shout when the pressure is on. They shout, God is real. My God is real. My faith is real. My relationship with God makes a difference in my life. Yes. In this story, there was also a breakthrough for those who were not imprisoned. The jailer and his family heard the prayer and praise. They heard the gospel and they believed. So what are the prison experiences doing to those around you? As the world watches you walk in victory despite your problems, they will be stirred by your faith. They will be stirred by the peace you find in your faith with God. Set that example. You might be the one to bring somebody to Jesus. And it's very important that we believers learn to patiently endure the trials of life. Jesus died at Calvary on a Friday. They put him in a cave, sealed it with a big stone, Three days later, he rose. Hallelujah, hallelujah. A lockdown that became a breakthrough. 
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, sometimes we face trials that are really hard for us to handle. Help us to remember to first turn to you, to pray to you, to talk to you, and to follow that with praise, because you're always there. You're always there to help us. There are times we wonder, God, are you really there? But down deep as Christians, we know you're there. There's no doubt. We have seen you work. We have seen your answer to prayers. And we have rejoiced that you are our Father. Help us, Father, to set that example for this world that's in such turmoil. Help us to set the example that we as Christians need to set that we as Christians need to show others our faith is strong so that we can bring others to Jesus. And thank you for your word, Father. Thank you for this message. In Jesus' name, amen.